Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, if we're just meeting for the first time, and this is coming to you both in audio format and on my YouTube channel, so you can check out either one that makes your heart happy. I am, I feel like I start every episode by saying that I'm excited about this week's topic, but I am, again, and probably I am excited about... (laughs) every topic that I talk about here on the show because I genuinely get pumped about doing this work and I get really curious about things and I want to figure stuff out and so when I feel like I've got some ideas that are interesting or maybe some good questions that I'm asking I love being able to share that with you so I am excited about this week's topic and I'm excited to be recording this podcast episode in one of my favorite places in the entire world and that is Hawaii. I have been visiting Hawaii for probably the last 15 years. It is one of the most sacred places in the whole world to me and I heard once that all of us have certain places on the planet where we're just aligned with the earth energy. I know. Just go with me. Uh, And I think Hawaii is one of those places for me. I always feel very present. I always feel very connected. I always feel like the island teaches me or gives me exactly what I need while I'm here, whether that's a hard lesson I need to learn or a person to speak to or a book to read. I just, oh, I love, love, love being here. And I do not take it lightly. I feel really blessed to be able to come here and spend a little time. And I have spent the last several days reading and resting and going to all my favorite places. And it's just really special. So I'm excited to record a podcast here because I feel like, man, it's the most centered you're ever going to get me. And this is a good one. This is not something I intended to make a podcast about, but I have had such a really shocking response to this topic in my friend group that it feels like something I want to put out into the wider world. So today, I want to talk to you about a full moon. Specifically, what are some of the practices that I have around the cycle of the moon and what a full moon represents for me and why I got into this practice. That's what it's about. I've talked about this a lot. I have a group of people. Let me back up. If we are real life friends, you are going to get text messages from me pumping you up, a song I think you'd like, a quote that I heard, and definitely if there's something that I'm working through in my life or if I've read a really great book or whatever, everybody in my circle is going to get a text about it. And I've been doing this thing with the lunar cycle, which is the cycle of the moon, for about a year. And recently I felt like I should share what I was doing on a full moon. And I sent it out in text and I sent it to a bunch of different people and the response I got was really wild. Like I I was really blown away that that many people cared or maybe that that many people were craving ritual in their life. And so I thought, oh, maybe that's a podcast idea. And I'm 
making it right now because our next full moon is coming this week. If you're listening to this in real time, the next full moon is happening this week. If you're listening to this at a different time, that's okay. The next full moon will be happening for you at some point in the next month, so you can find an opportunity. I'm hoping that some of the ideas that I share with you will give you a great practice for what it means when the full moon rolls around. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Let's start with how this came to be. I did not grow up with any knowledge of the earth, astrology, lunar cycles, solar cycles, the effect that those have on our body, magic, like herbal medicine, any of that. I was raised in a really strict Christian home and if you know the Christian faith or different denominations of that faith I was raised Pentecostal so it's a really hardcore very conservative version of Christianity and there were beautiful things about that and there were really crappy things about that and one of the things that definitely showed up in the way I was raised was kind of this idea that anything that wasn't inside of our faith was evil which is so messed up like ugh so messed up that you would as human beings believe that if someone doesn't believe the way you believe or if someone practices a different religion or if someone just has different information that you would believe that they're evil because they don't have your same faith but it definitely was the way that I was raised and because I was raised that way really grounded in fear because that's fear-based thinking that's fear of the unknown I definitely didn't know anything about anything that wasn't the Christian faith when it came to spirituality. And over the last maybe five years, I think I really started to explore more. I started to read books about other religions and I I wanted to understand what other people were thinking or doing or questioning. And along that path, It was sort of like a domino effect for me. I really just felt this calling, and I think a lot of women are feeling this calling right now, to spirituality with nature, with understanding the power of herbal medicine, with navigating things not through pills or medication, but how can we take care of ourselves through what Mother Nature gave us. And somewhere along that path, my one of my best friends, Sammy, said, hey, you guys, I'm going to mark in the calendar when there's a full moon. I think it would just be cool to mark the full moon. And she literally marked out the full moon for a full year, and she sent it as a calendar invite to all of us. To, so it was me, Sammy, Beans, and Rosie. That's my, I think you know me well enough. Those are my best friends. So she sent it to us, and 
at the time, none of us really knew a lot about it, but we liked the idea that at least once a month, we would slow down and sort of unpack where we were. And that is really what started this process for me was it just, we honestly, there was no spirituality attached to it for us in the beginning. It truly was, what if just once a month we, you know, did some journaling, we were more grounded, we were very intentional about what it was. And also we liked the idea, we started throwing full moon dinners. So on the full moon, We'd get together, we'd have a yummy dinner. We just, it was just a reason to like be intentional once a month. The first few months, it was just fun. We looked up a little bit of information, but mostly we just used it as a chance to get together, have a great meal, have some great natural wine, and, you know, hang out with each other. And then each in our own way, we started researching more. How had, women specifically from the dawn of time and through different cultures use the moon as a guidepost, use the full moon as powerful energy for doing different things. Like how had this been used? And I think there's something so freaking powerful about exploring how other people have done things, how other faiths have done things, how it has shown up in the world Maybe 99% of that you're not going to do anything with. But when you explore, I think there's always just this little like idea, like you get a little seed. It's why the theme this month in our challenge, our last 90 days challenge is curiosity. So much of what I learned about the moon cycle was in relation to being curious about how other people had used it. I started to get more intentional about learning what other people had done and it's when I really became aware of how our bodies as women are connected to a lunar cycle this is not this is science go look it up uh you know obviously the pull of the moon affects tides it affects water here on earth and it definitely affects women and their hormones and their cycle and for me there's something really interesting about a full moon because Sorry if this is more information than you wanted today, but I am cycled to the full moon. So I usually get my period on or right around the full moon. And that happens, at least for me, because I'm not on any sort of birth control or anything that would affect when it occurs. But I definitely am cycled in that way. So I was like, this is crazy. How have I never noticed because I didn't know anything about the full moon. So how have I never noticed before that this is when my period comes? Like, that's crazy. And that can't be an accident. And what does this mean? So I started to get more intentional about it. It's how I discovered, if you listened to last week's episode where I interviewed Kristen and we talked about women's cycles and all of that really groovy information, me discovering her came from this, came from part of this journey. And what ended up coming out of this practice of once a month, I'm going to pay attention to what this day is, and I notice that my body's changing in relation to what's going on with the moon, really meant taking a deep dive into what different cultures have done with the moon as it pertains to spirituality. So that then gave me a practice 
of what I could do myself on this day. And that's the point of this entire podcast. Now that I've told you how I got here. The point of this podcast is to encourage you to also use the full moon as a marker in your calendar every month. You do not have to associate this with spirituality. This can just be a great freaking practice for you. So some of the things that I learned, number one, every single moon has a different name or a different theme. And most of those go back to sort of like ancient times or indigenous people or first nations and what the moon represented to them during that specific time of year. So you have the worm moon, which was the first time that worms started to appear in the springtime. And so that they called it the worm moon or uh, we've just celebrated the harvest moon, which is when crops would be available for harvest. So there's all sorts of themes for lack of a better word and those can be really powerful as just a prompt to kind of pull that in and I definitely do because you know me I love to find intention in basically everything but what I love about the full moon and what I think people have responded to so much in these texts I've been sending out is the full moon represents letting go if you think of this in relation to a woman's cycle Starting your period is letting go, right? It's getting rid of something that is unnecessary that you don't need, your body doesn't need. It's sort of a clearing out. So the full moon is an incredible opportunity to be intentional and ask yourself, what do I need to let go of? And that's what I'm hoping you guys will use the full moon for. The full moon is a great opportunity to ask yourself what you need to let go of. Now, be very careful because when we started this practice, we would sit around our full moon dinner and we'd say, what am I going to let go of this month? Like, what am I going to let go of and not bring with me into next month? And I realized after a minute that wasn't a great prompt Because there's a big difference in what will I let go of and what do I need to let go of. Two totally different things. So if you ask yourself, what do I need to let go of? That means maybe some hard answers, right? That means what are the people in my life that I know should not be here? What are the habits that I have that are not serving me? What are the choices that I continue to make that keep me from being the highest level of myself? What do I need to let go of this month? I will approach that process through journaling. I'll ask myself, you know, full moon journaling session. Like, okay, what do I need to let go of? And I really do look at all the areas of my life. So I'll say like, personally, professionally, financially, emotionally, like what are those things that I need to release? And look, that is an important question to ask yourself no matter what day of the month it is. But there's something about knowing that every single month you need to let go of something that I think really prompts us to be action-oriented when it comes to change. Years ago, I was watching the Oprah show and she said, you can't receive anything if your hands are full, which I love on so many levels. But definitely when it comes to what do I need to release, you know, a new moon, just to give you a little sneak peek, a new moon is all about creation. 
A new moon is the start of something new, but a full moon is closure. It's the end. It's what does it look like to release this? I'll also tell you, and I really want to encourage you to do your own research when it comes to this topic, but that a full moon is about being grounded. It's about practices that make you feel sort of closer to the earth. So for me, that's a full moon dinner and that dinner tends to be like heavy and rich and really yummy versus a new moon, which is light and fresh and it's sort of a different vibe. And honestly, maybe you roll your eyes at this and say like, this is so stupid. Why would you even care to do this? Because I don't think it's hurtful. Whatever you believe, whatever faith you have, I don't think there's anything hurtful about being intentional once a month and just asking yourself some better questions. What are those things that you keep doing that you know you shouldn't? What are those things that are fear-based for you that if you didn't have this anchor in your life, everything would be better? And look, it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be painful to let go of that thing or that it wouldn't hurt or that it wouldn't maybe take some time to come to terms with what this looks like in the new version of your life. But there is power in release. There's power in saying no more. You know, I think that most of the time women struggle with, we don't struggle with like saying yes, we struggle with saying no. We're so afraid, like, what happens if I let go of this thing? Well, if you let go of this thing, suddenly you have capacity that you didn't have before. I was making a video today for the Rise app community. We're in the middle of this last 90 days challenge. I hope you're doing it with us. But in app, it's an elevated experience. So I do lessons and meditations and there's like a whole curriculum associated with last 90 days and today I was teaching on the idea of intensity versus consistency and how much power there is in consistency that has nothing to do with the moon cycle but what I was sharing with them was this idea that when we have so many things that we're trying to hold on to when we're terrified to let something go, when we feel like it is our job to hold all of the plates in the air, keep all of the juggling balls up in the air, hold on to all of these things, it's exhausting. So, you know, there's a lot of people talking about this idea of burnout, and they have been for years. Like, everybody's burnt out. You're burned out because you are trying to hold all of it together. You're trying to keep up with all of these things. And what does it do for you to let go of something, to release that psychic energy? And I do not mean psychic like um, a psychic telling the future. I mean the mental capacity of holding all the shit together is draining you. Like we always joke about this idea It's like, it's a joke, but it's not freaking awful. For women, like if you could snap your fingers and never for the rest of your life think that you were ugly, think that you needed to lose weight, think that you didn't, for the rest of your life, you just never thought about your body again in any capacity except for a positive one. Can you imagine how much space it would clear up in your head? Can you imagine the focus that you'd have If you never again were like, oh no, I ate a cookie. I guess I need to go 
punch myself in the face. Like if you never again were like, oh, my jeans aren't the right size. If you never again were like, oh, I wish my stomach didn't have rolls. I wish I didn't have cellulite. I wish if you never thought of that again, can you imagine the capacity you would have? What you could focus on, what you could create without the distraction of that BS? It's why it's powerful to continually ask yourself, what do I need to let go of? Because I promise you you can do this for the rest of your life and never run out of stuff that you need to stop doing. I was hanging out with one of my mentors. I'm really blessed in that I have a mentor in Bob Goff. And I was hanging out with him several months ago. And he said, you know, Rach, we quit something around here every Thursday. Every Thursday we quit something. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, for me and my team, it's just like a thing that we, every Thursday you have to quit something. Wild, wild. Can you imagine if you really committed to that? And I'm not even asking you to go like Bob and do it once a week. I'm just saying once a month. And you might not even have the ability yet to follow through on the thing that you need to let go of. You might not have that ability yet. But you can be conscious of knowing that it's something that you need to release. Like if you think about the the last full moon we had was a harvest moon, right? It was this idea, uh, this is where my nerdy finding intention and everything comes in. I love looking at what the theme of the moon is that month and then trying to use that to unpack this idea in a different way. So for the harvest moon, I was thinking like, okay, this is the time of year when farmers would go gather the harvest. So they've invested all this time and this effort to create this crop. And now is the time that they get to reap what they sow. So when I think about this idea of release and harvest, what I thought of was what is the harvest that I could be taking in if I would let go of more things? Like how big and bountiful is the harvest that God has in store for us, that the universe has in store for us, that is possible just on the other side of your doubt. But you're so weighed down by the distraction of people and things that do not serve you that you can't even get to that place. I also love the practice of letting go because I think... That if we're conscious of needing to let go of things, we will stop believing that we need so much. We will stop believing that we need more and more and more to be happy. If you know that every month you're trying to let something go, the desire to have more things, to have more stuff, doesn't compute. I want more. Don't get me wrong. I want more experiences with my family. I want more love. I want more joy. I want more laughter. I want more in my life. But I don't want more clothes. I don't want more things. I really think that this process for me has taught me to appreciate what I have. Because if you're in the habit of letting go you're really conscious of not adding more things that you're just going to want to let go of six weeks from now. So it's been a really cool process for me and my friends. 
And it's a really cool process that I started doing with my kids because I thought, man, I wish I had had practices like this younger. So I put it on the calendar every month, you know, on the whiteboard calendar that I fill out for them. I put that there's a full moon and that we're having full moon dinner. And at that dinner, I'm a nerd, you guys, but I got plates that have the moon on them and I got napkins that have stars and it's a whole thing. But during that dinner, they know that we're going to go around the table and everybody is going to talk about something that they want to release. And to be honest, the first seven months I did this, my kids said kid-like things. They were like, I'm going to let go of being so awesome. I'm going to let go of farting at the table. You know, like just stupid things, right? But I didn't course correct too much because I was like well they're they're here and they're doing this and I want them to see this practice so much and then it would come to me or maybe Sammy and Beans would be over and then we'd say like real things like you know I'm gonna let go of the anxiety that I'm holding on to about this particular thing they'd hear us practicing sort of what the intention was and last month literally for the first time ever last month or the month before they, all of them, all the boys, Noah is still so little, she has no idea what we're talking about, but all of the boys actually said what they wanted to release that was like what I would dream for them, like what it would have done for my life at 14, 13, 9 years old to say, I really want to or I really need to let go of what other people at school think about my clothes or I really need to let go one of my kids said that they really get anxiety about their grades and he is a straight-a student but also that would probably tell you why he has anxiety but he was like you know I really stress about not getting it right and then I find out that there was no reason to stress like I'm stressing for no reason and you guys, I watched it like, I don't know if you ever have those moments where like maybe you're, you have two kids that always fight and then they start playing together and you're like, nobody move, nobody, no, nobody react, don't look at them. Cause you're like, God, don't let this stop. That was me at the dinner table. I was like, oh my gosh, they're totally doing it. It was so exciting. So for me, this is a practice that I do for myself, but also for my kids and I write, you know, on a full moon or a new moon, my team at work knows that they're going to get a long message inside of Slack where I'm like, hey guys, this is what I'm unpacking. This is what I'm thinking about this month on the full moon. And I hope that maybe you consider some of these things. And that's my intention with this episode is do your own research. There's a lot of really cool rituals. If you want to get really witchy on it, there's a lot of really cool rituals with like charging your crystals and moon water and taking a bath and there's some things that have sacred practices that again you can make your own it's not about trying to copy or steal what someone else has put into place I don't think that it's about you know like oh now I've discovered this thing and you should too because there are definitely deeply spiritual or religious practices that pertain to this that I'm not even going to touch on because that's not my thing. All I am hoping to do with you today is to encourage you to think about this. And if for you, maybe you're like, I don't know, the moon's a little too wild for me, Rach. Great. 
do the third Wednesday of every month. Do the seventh of every month. Do any day. What I'm asking you to do is to plan time in your calendar, like right now, do what Sammy did. Put it in your calendar for the next 12 months. She got a team involved, right? She sent it to all of us. She copied all of us on that calendar entry. Do something like that. At the very least, it will remind you that it's happening. You know, I don't have your number. I can't send you a text on that day and be like, hey, hey guys, here's four paragraphs on what I'm unpacking right now. But there's something really freaking powerful about just being that thoughtful about the flow and the cycle of a month. The last thing that I'll say on this topic is something that I talked about with Kristen on the podcast last week. When it comes to cycles, if you have a cycle, she said something that I loved the other day and I was like, oh, I want to remember this. She said, you know, we have to be really inclusive with this language because there are women who identify as women who don't have cycles and there are people who don't identify as women who do have cycles. So I want to be inclusive with this language, but say that if you do have a menstrual cycle, look up what you should feel like during, like if you look up the full moon and the relation to like menses, right? When you are on your period, oftentimes we can be really hard on ourselves when we don't have the energy that we wish we had during that week, right? We've been taught to think that our cycle is bad and wrong and this huge pain and we're supposed to hate it and really there's a way to work with your cycle. And if you think about that week of menses, if you think about a full moon, if you think about that time of release, whenever that shows up for you, that time is meant to be introspective. It's not when you have the most energy. It's not when you're going out and taking on the world or running a marathon. You are moving slower. You are more grounded for a reason. You know, if you look at historically, yes, there are cultures that made menses bad and wrong and others. But for many cultures, if you go back to ancient times, that week you know think of like the red tent if you've ever read that book or if you're familiar with that idea that week of menses was a time of magic that was considered sacred that was considered when women had so much power right like so many things were going on because they were connected to the earth in a different way so lots of things to think about but the point is that you think and you get curious and you ask better questions or you ask any questions at all. I hope that you liked this episode. I really want to encourage you, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe so you get a notification every time I post a new video. If you are joining in, if you're loving the podcast, please take a screenshot, post it on social, tag me so I can see, or share it with someone you think will love it too. Hope you guys have a fantastic week, and until I see you next moon, remember... I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. 